0: Hi, I'm Maria Theoharis of Veloceos on social media. Welcome back to the 50 Podcast on So Organised Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the Elders past and present. Many thanks for the ongoing support from the Patreon community for So Organised Style podcast. Your ongoing support every month keeps me developing these podcasts so you and our listeners can hear from sewers from all walks of life. Thanks for joining us on Sober 50 Podcast. Sober 50 intersects with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. The Sober 50 community is positively leading, being visible in the sewing online world. This is the second episode where Louise of Demure Designs discusses the full pattern matching planning process and then how to go about placing your pattern onto the print fabric before you cut it out. Now, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, go back and you'll hear the depth of Louise's knowledge that she shares in this episode. Talk
1: to us about pattern matching. The pattern matching. So, yeah, as you know, I made a dress for myself recently, and that's sort of where it started from. I'd had this fabric. a little while and I decided it was time to make it up. Because it was a geometric pattern, I used a technique that would help me with the pattern matching. So the post shows how you can easily achieve a better result when you're working with a fabric that has a pattern that is going to need matching along the seam lines. So the technique that I used reduces the number of seam lines in the pattern And because there's fewer seam lines to match, there's fewer places for things to go wrong and and not line up because that's the hardest bit. You know, when you get a patterned fabric, sometimes it's quite a headache. Like, how am I going to make this look really good? The pattern alteration is actually really very easy. And it's probably easier to make the alteration to the pattern than to have the extra seam lines there and have to then match the pattern along the seam lines. Yeah, I think it's a great technique, and I don't know how many people know how to do that. So I thought, well, I've just used it, I've popped my dress up on Instagram. And, you know, maybe there's some people out there who are interested to know how it was done and maybe they'd want to try that technique for themselves.
0: It's always something that comes up on Instagram on various accounts. But I think the fact that you allowed Saber 50 to put it on their account makes it reach a bigger audience and it's on the grid so people can go back to it, but also refer to your Instagram account just for any questions that they might
1: have. Yeah, I love helping people learn. And that's why I was very happy that you asked for it to go onto that account because I thought, yeah, well, that way it can reach more people. And as I said, sewing is a a learning process and I hope I never stop learning and I hope other people feel the same and that if, if I can help people improve their skills, then I'm very happy to do that.
0: Now, one of the things that you brought to my attention and I know that you want to run through is about the setting up of the pattern and then how you pick the fabric to go
1: with it do you want to talk us through that in a bit more detail oh absolutely I mean the post gives a little bit of information but it's always it's very hard sometimes to explain a process with a couple of photos and a little bit of text so often just talking through it like this will be more helpful so there's not very much to do really to get your pattern ready but the technique's pretty straightforward There are a couple of points to keep in mind, though, and that's really important when you're deciding which pattern you're going to use. Is because first rule is that the skirt, we're going to assume that you're sewing a dress for the sake of this discussion. The skirt of your dress must be straight from the hip line down to the hem, and that's the most important thing. So the centre front and the centre back must be on the straight grain, and the side seams have to be then parallel to the centre front and centre back. So you're looking essentially at your classic block where you've got a little bit of shaping through the upper body, you get to your hips, and then it's just drops straight down from there. And the reason for that is that when you then overlap your side seams, everything stays on grain because the centre front and centre back are on the straight grain and the side seams are parallel to that. If you try to do it on a pattern where the skirt is either flared a little bit like that might be an a-line skirt or circle skirt which would be even worse or the pencil skirts where they're a little bit pegged at the hem when you overlap those seams you're going to skew the grain line on the front and back pattern piece so that's why this will only work when those side seams are exactly parallel to the grain line so that's the most important thing to have a look at your basic sort of shift dress should meet that criteria The second thing that's really important is to make sure that your pattern is a good fit before you begin. So make a twirl. If you're into that, I love making twirls. They're one of my favorite things because you can just play around with the design a lot and tweak it and change it and decide how it's going to look. So either make a twirl or use a pattern that you've already fitted to yourself. And that's what I did in my case. The dress that I posted on the Sewing 50 account was one that I had used several times before. So I've I've tweaked the fit and it fits me really well. So I wasn't too concerned about using that as is. So the reason for making sure it's a really good fit to start with is that once you overlap your side seams, you've lost a lot of opportunity to adjust the pattern, especially from your hips down. You can adjust the pattern in the centre back. But if that's the only area that you can adjust and you need to change the pattern a lot, like if you decide, well, the hips are really quite snug, I want to add another two inches in, you can't really do that successfully through that one seam. You can make small adjustments in that centre-back seam, but ideally you want to know that the pattern is going to fit you pretty well before you cut your fabric out. Another tip that I would give you is to trace your pattern onto tissue paper which is something I always do anyway. Years and years ago, I stopped cutting up my patterns and I always trace them out now. So that way my original pattern is preserved for another use and I can make all my adjustments onto my tissue paper. But the benefit of doing it in this instance is that it's much more accurate because you can see through your paper, you can see through the tissue paper and you can see the fabric pattern underneath. So that is really going to help you with doing your placement of the pattern when you can see what you're working with. So everything should hopefully end up being lined up properly because you can see it. And the last thing that is really important is to mark your seam lines and the hemline and be very accurate. And the reason for this is that when you're matching the pattern, you're matching it at the seam line, not the cut edge. So it's very easy to get confused by that and just see where the edge of the pattern is and think that that's where it's going to end up. But it's that seam line and the hemline that is the most important. They're the points when you're positioning your pattern on the fabric that you want to be checking. So by the time you've got your tissue paper, you've got a pattern that you know fits well, and you've got all your seam lines marked, you're pretty much good to go. You can start positioning your pattern on the fabric And, yeah, then you can start the next stage of lining everything up where you want it to be.
0: Louise, once you've set up the pattern pieces to be one full dress pattern, do you then add horizontal lines to follow the print on the fabric?
1: Yeah, because the fabric can sometimes shift around a little bit. Is that what you're making sometimes? Yeah. Sometimes I do. That's right. And if you look at the post, you'll see that once I've joined the, you know, if you've got your half front and your half back and you join them at the side seam, I then make a mirror image of that so that you've got one pattern piece that runs from left to right. You've got your half center back, your complete front piece, and then your other half center back. And that's all all joined. And yes, I would mark the center front so that you know that that's where that is on the pattern. In theory, your hemline will be perpendicular to your grainline. So in theory, that should line up along a pattern. You know, If you've got a geometric pattern or a stripe or something like that, at the lower edge, that should line up. But yeah, you're quite right. Some fabrics, if they're a little bit unstable, you are better to probably put some lines across the pattern. So from the centre back on one side all the way through the pattern to the centre back on the other that you have that on a straight line on the pattern as well.
0: I usually get tripped up. That's why I have to do that sometimes. And it just depends on the
1: fabric. It does, yeah. I mean, sometimes if it's a really stable fabric, it shouldn't be a problem. And you can also use this for printed fabrics. It doesn't have to be geometric. So that way it'll be a little bit less obvious if it's gone a little bit crooked somewhere. But you really want to keep it all on grain, ideally.
0: So the good thing that you added into your tutorial is that you can still add room for a kick pleat down the center back so that you can still walk comfortably.
1: Yeah, that's right. And that's probably not a problem if you're making a knee length dress, especially if it was a knit fabric like mine was. I mean, my dress was sort of mid calf or maybe a, a little bit longer. So even though it was a knit, I thought, yes, I would like to make sure I've got plenty of room to move. But certainly if you were using a woven fabric, you would definitely want to add a kick pleat in that. Exactly. So, that, you know, that's easy enough. You've got plenty of space to add things at the centre back like that. But, yeah, the side seams, you've got to get them spot on.
0: Thank you for that.
1: Oh, you're welcome. I can share with you, once I've developed the pattern, what things do I consider when I'm actually putting the pattern onto the fabric to make sure that you've got a nice alignment the print on the fabric, because you want to make sure that the hemline falls in the right place, the neckline's in the right place. You don't get any motives in a place that you don't want them to be. I have a process that I go through of how to do that.
0: Can you talk us through that process?
1: Absolutely. So once I've got that pattern, as I said, it's the full pattern piece, I start at the center front. That's you know, the, visually the most prominent part of your garment that you're sewing. So you need to decide which part of your fabric pattern is going to be at the centre front. So in a geometric design like mine, you can decide if you want the centre front line to be in the centre of a motif or between two motifs. I nearly always will put the centre front between two motifs. I prefer because it's just a little bit more subtle. But it is a personal preference and it might depend on the sort of fabric that you're using as well. And especially if you're working with, Large floral designs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're really tricky. So, if you've got large flowers, you need to decide what's going to be at your center front. Are you going to put it straight through the middle of a flower? Are you going to put the flower a little bit off to the side? If the flowers are sort of asymmetrical, like you need to make a decision about where that center front line is going to go. So, that's the first thing I do. Once I've decided where the center front is going to be, then I'll have a look at where I want the hemline. Remember your ideal hemline because in these sort of fabrics you sometimes need to be a little bit flexible with fitting the hemline in or the, the length of the dress or skirt whatever you're sewing needs to fit in with the size of your design. So your hemline may need to move a little bit. Keeping the center front in position I'll slide the pattern up and down a little bit and put the hemline where I'd like it to be and remember this is your marked hemline it's not the cut edge of the fabric. It's where you're going to fold your hemline up. Sometimes it's fairly straightforward, but if you've got a fabric where perhaps your motives are different or they're different colours, like, you know, you might have a black and white striped fabric, for example, you need to have a look at which part of that pattern is going to look the best at the lower edge. For example, if it was a black and white stripe pattern, I would be putting a black stripe at the bottom. It just sort of finishes it a bit nicer. So decide where you want the hemline. And then once you've chosen that, you've got your centre front lined up, you've got your hemline where you would like it to be, then I go back up to the neckline and have a look at where the neckline seam is. And again, focusing on the seam line and have a look at if that's in a nice place. You know, does it cut through a motive in an awkward spot? Have you sort of like got three quarters of a motive or one quarter? At this point, you may need to start adjusting the pattern up and down on the fabric a little bit to get a a nice balance between where the neckline motif is going to be and where the hemline is going to be. That's the point where you may decide that to get a nice alignment of both, you need to adjust the length of the skirt a little bit. You're nearly finished, but there's a couple of other things that I would check as well. Um, And that is where the print of the fabric is going to fall across the bust or the chest area, your crotch and the buttocks because you don't want a really dominant part of the pattern on any of those places. If you can avoid it, go for it because yeah, you'll probably never be happy with the garment otherwise. At that point, I then start shifting the pattern around and just finessing it to make sure that all those points that I've just talked about, Are looking nice the hemline the neckline the center front's aligned and you've got no dominant print on any of the areas where you don't want to draw attention there is a little bit of finessing but I quite enjoy that remember you can see through your tissue paper so it's, it's quite easy to be able to see where your final design is going to end up on your body before you've even cut anything out
0: even on just tissue there's no reason why you can't do across where the bus points are where all of those are so that you know exactly what's going to be placed where
1: yes yes I certainly have done that yeah you you can draw parts of your design onto the tissue paper as well I do that often if I want to double check how it's all going to look Perfect. A lot of playing around before you get to, to cut anything out, and then you, you should be good to go after that.
0: Louise, it makes a lot of sense now that you've talked us through the process of how to put the pattern on the fabric because you've traced it onto tissue paper that's see through, and you could put all those markings on for whatever fabric you're working on, and then you can do another version to. Prep that for your next print placement for another fabric. So you can have different templates that you have depending on what suits your style.
1: Yeah, that's right. In fact, there was a dress I made years ago where it was quite a complex pattern, and I traced the design from the fabric onto the tissue paper, and then I made a tile. And I traced the design from the tissue paper just with some wax paper onto the twill. So when it went onto the body, I could see exactly where they were quite large motifs. Actually, I could see exactly where they were going to end up on the body, and then I could tweak the pattern before I cut the dress out to make sure that the motifs were exactly where I knew they needed to be.
0: And then we you know when people look at the dresses and clothing that you shared with us on Instagram, they can see how you know, the dress that you've made looks amazing, but people now know the depth of planning and decision-making that
1: goes into all of those
0: really simple-looking but elegant dresses.
1: That's right. I mean, and that is a very straightforward dress. It's just a knit dress. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a very simple design, but it's the fabric that makes that dress, really. And that's what I like to aim for with a pattern fabric is... I don't like to cut it up very much. I like to keep it as whole as possible and to use darts for any sort of shaping that I need to do. The simpler the design, the better. And then your fabric is what really stands out.
0: And there's a lot of people who are listening to the podcast and who also follow yourself and Saber 50. And they're always curious to find more knowledge so that they can use the prints and the gorgeous fabrics that are out there for styles that suit their body
1: yeah there's some beautiful prints out there definitely having techniques can build your confidence in dealing with them and working with them yeah
0: thank you for walking us through that because it is a lot of planning and a lot of decision making but you've given us how to go about it it's tissue paper can be from whatever source you've got even if it's around the house Mm. it's not as if couture sewing techniques are expensive they can be within your budget and on the garments that you really want to wear and wear more often
1: that's right and I think if you put the time into your pattern work and your sewing you're going to make something that is lovely and you're going to be so much happier with it and you'll want to wear it for years to come just for that extra little bit of time at the beginning you're going to have a much better quality garment.
0: Before we finish up, what advice would you give people who want to make a pattern match garment in the next few months?
1: First advice I would give to anybody trying a new technique is start with a fabric that's easy to work with. That will make the process so much easier for you. So if you're using a knit like I did, choose something that's fairly stable. So a or a scuba knit, a jacquard knit, something like that. If you're using a woven fabric, then I'd go for a cotton or a cotton blend, something that isn't going to shift around too much. That's really a very good starting point. I'd also choose a fabric that's got more of a medium-sized motif. Very large motifs are harder to work with. And as you just heard when I was describing my process of putting them onto the fabric, You've got a bit less flexibility with adjusting the length. If you've got a motive that's maybe 10 or 15 centimetres long versus five centimetres, if you want to adjust the hemline, you've got a big adjustment to make. So a smaller motive is easier and something that's quite regular is easier. The large floral prints, they are definitely one of the more challenging. So probably steer away from those. And you can start with a skirt. It uses a lot less fabric. And maybe you've got a little bit of fabric lying around, in know, the remnant piece. The principles are the same, and, but it's always good when you're practicing something to maybe use a pattern that requires less fabric. And lastly, i just say, give it a go. Your first effort might not be perfect, and that's okay. We all start somewhere, but you will have learned a lot from just trying it, and your next one will be even better.
0: And if you end up placing the motif somewhere that you don't want to have it, And it's your first go. Think of it as a learning and have a good laugh at, you know, how you're learning more every day.
1: Oh, that's right. I love that attitude.
0: (laughs) It's sewing and it helps with our creativity and gives us a break from everyday life. So why not enjoy it?
1: I completely agree with you. It should be a fun process.
0: Louise, thank you very much for sharing your expertise in couture sewing to help us with pattern matching on a simple garment as one of our first steps to finding something that suits our needs and suits our body shapes.
1: You're very welcome, Maria.
0: Thanks for being on the podcast as well. Thank you. This episode of Sober 50 Podcast on Solganized Style was produced by me, Maria Harris with permission of Louise, soundbybensound.com. If you want to provide a guest post for Sober 50, make sure you direct message Judith and Sandy at the Sober 50 Instagram account. You can subscribe to Solga and I-Style Podcast, but with an S not a Z on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free Sober 50 podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon but surely the youtube version of every podcast is being published on the sober 50 youtube account as an additional way to connect with people who are so over ageism we look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time stay safe everyone